Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Romans chapter 12, verse number 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. Well, has God been merciful? (laughs) Yes, he has. He said, I beg you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable, we pointed out that this means your rational, your thoughtful service, or you could say your reasonable or thoughtful worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God wants to move us from just having being in the good will of God or being acceptable. He wants us to move into the perfect will of God for our lives. And how do we do that? The renewing of the mind, by the renewing of your mind. Amen. We pointed out that uh, God's not going to do anything with our bodies and he's not going to do anything with our minds until we submit both of them to him. Amen. It's when we present our body to him and we present our mind to him, offering our bodies as living sacrifices to God and then renewing our minds with the word of God. That's what gets God involved. Amen. In our bodies and in our minds. Amen. So then turn with me, if you would, over to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua, the first chapter. Verse number one says, now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness in this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. He said, I'm giving all of this to you and to the children of Israel. Well, how how many of you uh, know the rest of the story that they got there and the inhabitants didn't necessarily want to give it up. (laughs) Well, the devil doesn't like to give up territory. Amen. God has given us victory, but the devil is going to fight. Amen. But he told us what to do. He said in verse number five, he said to, to Joshua, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. 
I will not leave you nor forsake you. As I was with Moses, as I was with Jesus, as I was with Paul, as I was with Peter and John, as I was with Smith Wigglesworth, as I was with Kenneth Hagin, as I was with everybody else, he said, I'll do it for you, glory to God. Amen. I will be with you. Jesus said, I'm never, ever leaving you. Glory to God. He said, I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong. Notice he said this again. Be strong. And very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Now, the Lord gave these instructions to Joshua that they were to observe to do all that the law said, to operate according to the law, everything that Moses commanded, not to turn to it, not to turn away from the right or to the left, but to do everything in it. Of course, he knew ahead of time they couldn't do that. Amen. And that's why in the New Testament, Jesus has come and he has taken care of the requirements of the law so that what we need to do is believe in him and walk in love towards one another. He said, I'm giving you one new commandment, just one commandment. And, if you, and, and Paul said, if you keep the commandment of love, you've kept all the other commandments. They're all summed up in this one saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. We are so blessed. We're so blessed that we don't have to keep 900 commandments. Amen. I mean, God has made it so easy. He has forgiven all of our sins, established us in righteousness before him, not at all on our merit, but at 100% on Jesus' merit, his credit. And he said, all I want you to do is believe it and be nice to one another. (laughs) I mean, how difficult is that? Well, it seems to be difficult for some people, I guess. But for most of us, it shouldn't be hard to just believe God and be nice to one another, love one another, amen? It really is that easy and that simple, praise God. He said that you may prosper, have success. The margin says have success and act wisely, that you may prosper wherever you go. Mm. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, For then you, not somebody else, not God, but you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Thank God. He's given us his recipe, his instructions for for prosperity and success in life. And he said, if you'll do this, if you'll do this, you will make your way prosperous. Glory to God. Now go with me over to Proverbs, the fourth chapter. This is going to be my main text, Proverbs chapter 4. Praise the Lord. 
<laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Have you found Proverbs 4? <laughs> my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Woo, glory to God. Everybody wants the blessed life. Everybody wants to prosper. Everybody wants to have a good time. Everybody, everybody wants to prosper. Everybody wants to have good success. Everybody wants life. Everybody wants health. But so many people just refuse to do what's necessary to have those things. And then they blame God when they don't have them. He's told us exactly what to do to prosper, have good success, to have life and health. Glory to God. It's right here. If we don't have it, it's nobody's fault but our own. Amen. He said, first of all, my son, give attention to my word. Folks, you've got to give attention to God's word. Amen. We live in a time unlike any other time in history where we are constantly... uh, uh, inundated with everybody's words. I mean, people get up in the morning and before they turn on the television or prayer in, they get on Facebook and find out what all of their friends are saying. Where they went to eat last night, what the dog looks like, their favorite recipe, you know, whatever. Just The Bible doesn't say man shall live by memes alone. He doesn't. He said, you will live by the word of God. If you're spending your time looking at what everybody else has to say, you're not looking at what God has to say. You're not listening to him if you're giving attention to everybody else. Amen. Give attention to God's words. Tune other things out and tune in to God's word. Why in the world would we want to know what everybody is doing 24 hours a day? What profit is there in it? There isn't any, but there's there's immense profit, huge profitability in just looking at what God says because his words, he said, will give you life. In them, there's life and health, prosperity. Glory to God. We live in a time where people's attention span is, is their attention is so diverted to all these different things. I mean, you can't have a conversation with anyone because you're, you're talking to them and the whole time they're looking down at their watch or their 
tablet and they're communicating with somebody. Some of you sit out in church and I'm, I'm preaching and you're, on your, and you're doing other things. On, and I'm not talking about reading your Bible. I'm talking about emails and texting and looking at different things that are going on, scanning the universe, looking everywhere at everything and God's talking to you. Have you ever been ignored? You ever had something you really wanted to communicate to somebody? You're trying to tell them something and, and they're supposed to be listening to you and they're not listening to you and you just want to grab them by the shoulders and say, would you just shut up a minute and listen to me? <laughs> well, praise the Lord. That's what he's doing today. He's grabbing you by the shoulders. <laughs> he's saying, shut up and listen to God. Amen. Tune God's word in. What are you listening to? Give, give it attention. When you give something your attention, that means you focus on it. You don't, you don't just casually attend to something. You don't, just a ca- you don't casually give attention to something. That's not giving attention. That's giving a glance. To give attention means that you, you t- t- turn everything else off and say, now, on purpose, what is God saying today? Amen. And if you'll start your day that way, start your day, get into the word first thing every morning, find out something that God is saying to you today, and then let that be your theme during the day. Reflect on it, think about it, go back to it. Amen. That's giving attention to the word of God. Pays, it pays dividends here that are, that are amazing. He said, give attention, my son, give attention, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. That's what these, that's what these little memes are, they're sayings. You ever notice that? They're saying these little uh, nifty or stupid little sayings. <laughs> some of them are pretty cool, some of them are just stupid, you know. They're just little sayings. And they don't have any eternal weight or value at all. They mean nothing. And we get them and we send them to our friends. Did you read this little stupid meme? It's just this. I want you, and then they'll share that one. And it just goes, it cascades out and bounces all around the body of Christ, the church. People like, you know, just sending all these little dumb things. And God's going, what are you doing? Why aren't you sending the word? Well, amen. Incline your ear to his sayings. Do you know we have to do something with our ears besides pierce them? <laughs> ladies, I'm talking to the ladies. <laughs> we have to do something with our ears. He requires us to do something. Now, this word incline uh, is a verb, and the dictionary is really interesting in, in, in enlightening. Where it says incline, when it's used as a verb, means to have a tendency or disposition to do or be something. To have a tendency or disposition to do something. So he's saying, I want you to, ha- I want you to tend toward hearing my sayings. I want you to have a, a disposition. I want, it to be, I want it to be something that's characteristic of you. Let it become something that defines you that you're listening, that you've got your ear tuned, amen? 
It, it also means favorably disposed or willing. I've, I've known of Christians who have complained. Well, you know, Pastor, I just, I try to read the Bible. I just don't get anything out of it. It just, just seems like it's dead and dry. Well, you just need to tune your ear a little bit better. Incline. Become, instead of saying, I don't get anything out of it, Lift your hand and say, oh, this is the most glorious word I've ever heard in my life. It's changing me. It's, it's, it's redefining my very existence, this wonderful word. In other words, become favorable and, and, and willing. Be willing. Be willing to let God's word change. Don't disagree with God. Don't, don't say, well, God, your word isn't any good. That's when you tell me, well, a pastor, I just don't get anything out of it. You're saying, well, God's word is just, it just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> well, yes, it really does. Because it, I, the reason I know is it because it does it for me. It does something for me. It changes me and it changes people all around. Listen, if people all around you are getting blessed and you're not, you just know you're in the wrong boat. You need to start paying attention. You know, some people can come to church and get nothing. And people all around them are getting blessed, receiving, you know, and they just sit there and they're mad or they're, you know, distracted, all these things. And, and, uh, and then they walk out and say, well, I just don't get anything out of church. I don't think I'm going to find me another church. Well, how about just, how about finding out what everybody else found out? That you got to give some diligence to the word of God. Well, amen. Hallelujah. To incline, here's what I like means to make receptive or willing towards an action, an attitude, or a belief. See, you have, you have control over what your ear is inclined to. Amen. If, you're, if your ear is inclined to offense, you're going to be offended. If your ear is inclined to unbelief, you're going to be a doubter. If your ear is is inclined to gossip, that's what you're going to feed on. If your ear is inclined to fear, you're going to be afraid. I know this is real heavy. This is deep. I know you haven't thought about this before. If you incline your ear, if you make, like it said, if you make receptive or, or you make your ear receptive, you make your ear receptive. You make your ear receptive. I make my, my ear re- receptive. And then this last one I, is, is, really, is really good. To incline means to bend or turns one, turn, let me read this again. Bend or turn one's ear toward a speaker in order to listen well. Have you, and I know this has happened to you before, but how how many times do you remember you've been in a situation and you needed to hear what somebody was saying and there was all of this stuff going on and you just, you just did this, you know, and you, maybe you took your ear like this and you're trying to tune air and you're, and you're really focusing, but there's distractions all around you, but you do it because you desperately want to hear what's being said. There are so many voices, Paul said, in this world. None of them are without significance. But, but so often, the significance is not good. It's contrary to God. There's so many messages, so much information out there, so many people talking, saying nothing. 
And, 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 but it's enticing. It's enticing to the flesh. It's flesh hearing. It gratifies the natural man, but doesn't put anything in you. Amen. You have to, you have to bend in and turn and your ear toward what God is saying, or you will miss what he's saying. You'll just be consumed with all the things going on around you. Well, praise the Lord. Go to Romans chapter five, uh, Romans chapter eight, verse five. Romans eight. Well, praise the Lord. Romans eight. Verse number five says, for those, now listen to this. It's going to explain a whole, it's going to explain something to you. For those who live according to the flesh. You ever, do you know anybody? Not, not you, of course, but you, do you know anybody that lives according to the flesh? Have you ever met a Christian? Not, anybody? Nobody? Yeah. You know, you know of people who live according to the, Every one of them, this describes why they live that way. For those who live according to the flesh, all those other people you're thinking about, you know what they do? They set their minds on the things of the flesh. They set their minds on the uh, Bible in basic English and the Weymouth translation says they give their minds to. They give their minds to. They set their minds. That's why they live according to the flesh is because they set their minds on the things of the flesh. They give their minds. Have you known of those who live according to the Spirit? You ever met any somebody that lived according to the Spirit and you think, ooh, that person, they're just so spiritual. They really got to walk with God. God is real. God really talks to them. No, 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 no. They set their minds on the things of the Spirit. That's what they do. They purposely, intentionally, they bend in. They, they lean in to hear what God is saying. They give their minds to the things of the Spirit. That's why they live according to the Spirit. It really is that simple. Amen. Somebody said, well, you know, I can't help it. My mind just runs off. No, your mind's not a puppy. It doesn't just run off. No, what, the, what is going on is you're in the habit, you're in the habit of giving your mind to certain things and habitually that's where your mind goes because you have a habit of giving your mind to things that you ought not. But, and, and you have to change that habit. Amen. You have, to, you have to decide, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to think that way. I'm going to stop thinking about what everybody else says. I'm going to stop thinking about what everybody else is doing. I'm going to stop thinking about what the devil said and what the news says and what, and what the, the, the sitcoms tell me. And all, and all of the things that people listen to. Uh, you know, even sometimes your precious friends. You have to say, no, I'm not giving myself to that information. I'm going to give my mind to the things of the Spirit. Hallelujah. What will, what will happen? 
What will happen if somebody gives their minds to the things of the Spirit? What will happen to them? They will live according to the Spirit. They will live according to the Spirit. You'll be that guy. You'll be that one. You'll be that sister or brother. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse number six, for to be carnally minded or naturally minded, you know, discard the, the, uh, the uh, interpretation of here carnally minded, like being sinfully minded. Uh, it just means fleshly minded. Just naturally minded is, is carnally minded. I said to be naturally minded is because you don't have to be thinking about, you know, evil things. Just giving your mind to the natural realm is naturally carnal minded. It's fleshly minded. And, and uh, we, live, we live in a world that feeds us. Just natural uh, understanding and, and pursuits and, and, and uh, uh, views on everything. And he said, but he said to be carnally minded, naturally minded is death. There's no life in it. There's no life. But to be spiritually minded, what is spiritually minded? Doesn't mean walking, doesn't mean walking around in the ozone. It just means putting your mind on the word of God. Fellowshipping, Smith Wigglesworth said it like this. He said, I cannot know God according to my feelings I can only know God according to his word. That's how you know him, by putting your, your attention, because that, he's going to talk to you out of the word. Well, God never talks to me. Well, it's because you're not ever listening to him. What? what, what? I'm, I know, Pastor, you, didn't mis, mis, you misunderstood me. God doesn't talk to me. The only reason he doesn't talk to you is you don't listen to him. So you have to listen before there's any evidence that he's talking. We live by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight, not by experience first. We believe first. We believe first and then we have the experience. You listen to God and see, it would be different if, if we didn't have this. If we didn't have this, then you know you really would be left. And if God's not talking, well, you know, you just sitting on a stump waiting. But he is talking. This word is alive. This is God's word. And when you think on God's word, when you meditate on God's word, like, like the Lord told Joshua, whenever you set your mind on God's word, you are listening to God. You might not hear an echo coming back. Or any, or any sensation. Well, I just don't get anything out of reading the Bible. Well, you, do you know what the Bible is? Well, it's just not real to me. How could it not be if it's real? <laughs> it is real. Well, it's just not real to me. Stop, stop disagreeing with the Bible. It is real. It is God's word. It is alive and powerful. And so you believe that. You just believe it. You just believe it. And you tune your mind to it, knowing that God's word cannot fail, that it is true. It will do what it said it would do. God will do what he said he would do. It'll, it'll work in your life. Stop, stop waiting on something to happen and start doing something. 
Stop waiting on God to echo something to you. Instead, just listen to what he's already saying. Because he's talking right now. He's talking not just right now, but he's talking right out of this book all the time. Oh, glory to God. Do not let them depart from your eyes. What are you looking at? Do not let, you can tell what people are looking at by the way they talk. can tell. Just listen. All you got to do is listen to people's conversation and you'll see right away what they're looking at. Amen. I didn't look at my body last week. Yeah, now my body was talking to me. It was talking to me. But I got into the word and I said, this is what the Bible says. And I confess that every morning, get into the word of God. What does the Bible say? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, pastor, I didn't think we were supposed to get anything. We're supposed to get COVID. Listen, our bodies are, are still mortal. Amen. Our bodies are mortal. Until Jesus returns and we are changed and become like Christ and this mortal puts on immortality until we're changed, our bodies are, are subject to, to death and disease. That's why, and I, and I wrote about this or gave a message about this, you know, I think a video uh, this week ago. There's divine health and there's divine healing. Divine health is the highest way to live, where you just live free from sickness, disease, don't ever get sick. And, and we have people who've managed to do that. But right at the same time, uh, our bodies are mortal. And uh, if, you're not, if you're not careful, if you're not very, very careful, your body gets sick. It'll catch things. Well, that's why we have divine healing. Amen. He heals all our diseases. Well, he, he couldn't do that if we didn't have any. The Bible doesn't say, bless the Lord. He would have healed all my diseases, but I didn't have any. No, it says, who heals all my diseases. Amen. Kenneth Hagin lived without sickness and disease for all of those years. But I, in his latter years, I was in his meetings and I was sitting right up close. And, and you know, he, he would, you know, catch me nodding off sometimes, you know, and I'd look up and thank you, Lord. He's right there. He had a hearing aid in in, a latter, in his latter years. Why? Well, because his body is mortal. I said his body was mortal. So, you know, don't, don't be alarmed if something happens to you. No, just find out what does the Bible say about it. The Bible says, I'm rede- I said this every morning, Christ has redeemed me from COVID, praise God. He's redeemed me from COVID. It's under the curse of the law, and I'm redeemed from it. He's purchased my freedom from it, and I'm thanking God for it. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Did it get you all upset and discouraged? No, not at all. I wasn't the least bit discouraged that I had COVID symptoms. I wasn't discouraged or disappointed because I I just knew it'll pass. It'll pass because he's my healer, praise God. Well, praise the Lord. Do not let God's word Depart from your eyes. Keep them, he said, in the midst of your heart. How do you do that? By meditating on the word and by speaking it. This book 
of grace, not the book of the law. This book of grace in Christ Jesus, this book of the gospel of all that belongs to us in Christ Jesus shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night and day and night that you may observe to do according to all that's in it, praise God. All the victory that's in it, all the prosperity that's in it, all the grace that's in it, glory to God. Woo, hallelujah. Let me go back over to, to Proverbs. There's something else I want you to see there. Proverbs 4 again. Hallelujah. I'll let you go here in just a second. They are life. They are life to those who find them. That word find is not a casual. It doesn't mean stumbling onto something. It's not a book of serendipity where you just stumble onto something good. No, God's words are life to those who find them. That word means to seize. Like, like when you see something, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're washing the dog and he jumps, starts to jump out of the tub and you seize him and go, you're not going anywhere, buddy. <laughs> Grab that dog by the hair and say, hold on. God's words are life to those who seize them. Seize them. So, no, this is mine. This is mine right here. I'm not letting this word get away from me. I'm going to seize this. The word find there is, is, is the word that's used when someone finds a treasure. If you're walking, if you're, if you're, out, you know, in the ocean snorkeling and you come up on an old wreck, you know, underwater and you, you dive down there and, and, and you see a chest that's busted open and you, you look down and it's got gold in it. You don't go, well, look at that. Huh. I have to tell somebody about that. Let's bring it. Let me take a picture of that. No. You're going to dive down there. You're going to get your hands in that. You're going to be stuffing them. If you got any pockets, you're going to be, you're not going to go out and tell anybody either. You're going to go back and get you a big sack, you know, something, and you're going to go down there and you're going to let you, what, what are you doing? You found that. You're laying hold of it. God's words are life to those who find them, seize them, lay hold to them, value them above everything else. That's when it becomes life and health. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Woo, praise the Lord. Guard your heart with all diligence above everything else that you guard. Above everything, it's more important that you guard your heart than it is that you guard your doors at night. It's more important that you guard your heart than it is you guard your bank account or, or any other possession. Guard your heart. Why? Because out of your heart, out of the inward man, flow the issues of life. One translation, I think, says the forces of life. The forces of divine life. God's life, health, prosperity, and success doesn't flow out of the natural realm. It doesn't come from the natural realm. The blessing of God isn't accessed out of the natural realm. 
It'll flow over into the realm of the natural, but that's not where it comes from. Out of the inward man, out of the heart of man, the recreated spirit of man, that's where life comes from. Oh, glory to God. That's why you have to guard your heart. You have to, you have to really guard your heart from unbelief. Because this world will, is talking unbelief all the time. So you have to guard your heart. You have to guard your heart from, from, uh, from uh, worldliness, worldly thinking, the philosophies of men, the ideas of this world, the, 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 the spirit of this age that we talked about. You have to guard your heart from those things because they'll plug up. Those things get in your heart. It, 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 it's, they, they contaminate and stop up that divine flow. Guard your heart. Don't let offense get in your heart. Don't let, get, don't let what other people say get in your heart. Get, guard your heart. There are times you just have to say, no, 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 no. I am not going to let that contaminant get in me. Hallelujah. Because God's word in your heart will produce modernism, worldly thinking, worldly re- reason, compromise. All of those things have to be, you have to be on guard against. Amen. In every area of life, belief, behavior, or philosophy, ask yourself, what does God say? What does the word of God say about this? Then put that first. Just put that first. Amen. With meekness, James said, submit yourself to God's word. His engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm so glad I learned long, long, long ago that, that God's word is the only real source of life. Amen. And God has shown himself faithful. Oh, over and over. Not just over and over occasionally, but consistently just faithful. Glory to God. Most of you, if not all of you, maybe if you're younger, you might not be able to relate as much, but most of you older folks... You look back over your life and you see where you were and the level of life that you lived on and how empty and how fraught with failure and unhappiness and, and in many cases, destruction. But then you, you found the Lord. You came to Christ. And, it, and, then, and then once you came to Christ, you, you decided to, to be serious about the things of God and to actually get into the Bible for yourself. You, you, you realize that if you this is what happened to me. I said, if, I, if I'm going to go back to church, I'm not, I'm not just going back to, I'm just not going back to religion. If this is worth me changing my lifestyle, if this is worth me turning my back on my, on my friends, you know, and, and as far as my fellowship with them, if this, if this uh, is important enough to forsake all of that, I'm going to, I'm going to find out the source of this new life. I'm going to find the source of it and I'm going to consume that. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Most of you, like I said, you did that. It was a day of, 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 uh, of uh, realization, epiphany, whatever you want to call it. And you decided, you know what, this is, I'm, I'm going for broke. 
I'm going for broke in this God thing. I'm going for broke. I'm going to do it 100%. I'm going to give God everything I have. And look what happened to you. Look at your life. Glory to God. Are you perfect? No. Have you had some little, you know, ups and downs? Yes. But look at your life. Glory to God. Transformed. Hallelujah. You know it works. About 80%. So go ahead and give it that other 20 Go ahead and give it that other 20%. You've got the proof on the 80%. The 20% will follow just like the others. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you today. Why don't you stand up with me? Glory to God. Father, we thank you, Lord, that your words are life. To us who have seized them like a treasure. We found it like a treasure Oh, your word has changed us so wonderfully, changed our lives, transformed us. Your words are life. They've been life to us. There's more life in this word than we've experienced so far. There's more life than we've ever known. We've we've received life, but there's so much more life in it, so much more transformation, so much more change. Glory to God. Health, health, health to all our flesh. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Father, I pray, Lord, that we are all stirred today, but that we'll not just be stirred, forgetful, stirred people, but doers doers of the word, Father. Father, speak to each heart and inspire new action, new ways of acting, new ways of of attending to, a greater degree of turning our ear and bending in so that we incline our ear. Give us direction and wisdom and help us, Father, to hear more, to hear better than we've ever heard or, or, or known before, Father. Glory to God that we can lay access to the full treasure of everything that that, that belongs to us. Glory to God. In Christ, there is a treasure house. The riches of the treasure that's in Christ. Father, let us go after that. We're not asking you, Lord, to, to let us do it, but we're saying let us we're making a proclamation. We will do this. We will go after it. And we ask you, Father, to help us and guide us and give us wisdom and insight as we go after the treasures. Oh, glory to God that are in Christ. Thank you, Father. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.